What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the Brown Genu Show. I uh, hope you guys been enjoying uh, the episodes I put out, man. We got an episode coming out this Sunday. Um, new episode out right now. Uh, so go listen to that. And I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, this is the last episode of this week. I'm trying to get back into it. So, you know, last couple of weeks I've been kind of going through it, depression and all that, man. But, uh, you know, trying to get back to what I love and what keeps me so, I guess, uh, centered, uh, at least balanced in my life. And that is this podcast, man. And I hope um, I could kind of get out of this funk a little bit more and more and get out more episodes. But until then, here's a new episode from me. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy this. This is Brian Janu's show, Wrestling Life. Yes, I will be doing this episode on wrestling like I do a lot of episodes now. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Now, usually, this is kind of a review. I will sit and actually do a review. But the last episode I did, I had fun with. So I'm going to just do another episode like I did last time where I'll just talk about what I think is going to happen going forward. Uh, I, I'm thinking about doing a preview show of what I believe in 2023. Uh, but I would definitely tell you this. Next week, I will be back doing a brand new show, Wrestling Life. Uh, Extreme Rules uh, review show. I will uh, be watching Extreme Rules pay-per-view October 8th. Uh, Hopefully I get that recorded and then give it to you guys real soon. Uh, But um, yes, that's next not this Saturday, but yeah, it's not this Saturday, but it's the next Saturday, uh, October 8th. Yeah. I think. (laughs) October... I think it's October 8th. <laughs> October 8th um, is Extreme Rules, the pay-per-view. And I will be doing a review show on that. And matter of fact, I'll be doing a preview show right now. So, and I'll be talking about some things that's been going on in wrestling that I've been keeping my eye on. But uh, let's get into it. So, one thing that is going on in wrestling is happening on Monday Night Raw. Um, and that is this faction. Judgment Day. Now, every time I've been talking about the Judgment Day, it has been more negative than positive. And again, it's a reason for it. And I think I finally figured out the reason for it. I think I figured out the reason for why uh, it's been more negative than positive. I'll be honest. Um, I think it's been more negative than positive because after Edge got kind of like kicked out of his group, which made no sense to me. I think I know why Judgment Day, to me, has been floundering, even under the tutelage of Triple H. And I think they're about to fix that problem. Um, Edge was the leader. Edge created Judgment Day. Edge was the predominantly led leader. He was the guy. He was the one. He created it, and then you kicked him out. It made no sense. Then you didn't really have a leader for like the last couple of months. You say that nobody's the leader. You know, Finn's the leader and Damien's the leader. Rhea, when Rhea came back, she's a leader. And it's like, nah, that type of group needs a leader. You cannot just have three individual people talking about how they're all the leaders. It's that That shit don't work. Like with the Bray, like the Wyatt family, right? The Wyatt family that was led by Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Luke Harper, rest in peace. 
and Eric Rowan and then Brian Strowman. Yeah, they all kind of was a part of the family, but we all know who the fuck was the leader. It was Bray Wyatt. That's the thing. Same thing with um same thing with uh uh back in the day. The Ministry of Darkness. Undertaker was the leader. There was no dispute in that. There was no conversations needed. Undertaker was the motherfucking leader of the Ministry of Darkness. That's the difference. To a lot of people, to me personally, I think that uh, the Undertaker, I think that the leaders, yeah, I think Judgment Day needs a leader. I, I've been I've been racking my brain, and they said that it was supposed to be Bray Wyatt. I don't think Bray Wyatt needs a group. I'm be honest. Like Bray Wyatt is so hot on his own, he doesn't need a group. He can get his heat by himself. He doesn't need a group. But Monday, I'm starting to see the makings of it. And I don't think Matt Riddle goes into the Judgment Day, but I do believe uh, AJ Styles can actually benefit from being the leader of Judgment Day. I think he can. Um, there's not that many people. Now, like Aleister Black was to get up, was to get released from AEW and get put into WWE, he could probably lead Judgment Day because he has the ominous feeling, and plus he's an ass kicker, and that's something that Judgment Day needs. They need somebody that isn't 100% tied down to a situation, but they can also grow with the group, and I. It, Judgment Day is not a growing group right now. And this has been my problem with the group Judgment Day. Since Edge has left the group. Yes, there are three individuals. Yes, on their own, great wrestlers. But in a group, it's too many starts and fucking stops. It's like they win a week and then they lose for the next two weeks. It's like, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand this shit. Again, and then you, you didn't add anybody that made it even more special. You just put Dominic Mysterio in there with no real direction for this fucking kid. Like, after he fights his dad, there's no real direction for his ass. What do you do with him? You're not going to put the United States Championship on him. He's not going to be Bobby Lashley. Maybe a tag team, but who do you put him with? Damien or Finn? Me, personally, i probably put him with Damien because Damien is more of the, get the, like, he's more of the powerhouse and, and Dominic could be the, the flyer. And and you could work with that. If Finn could go and do his individual shit, if that's the way they're going to do it, then that's cool. But still, to me, you still need a leader. You still need a leader. You still need somebody to lead. And Finn, I fuck with Finn. Finn's a beast. But Finn's too good on his own. And this is kind of why I didn't think Finn being in that group would have fit. And it doesn't still fit to me. Finn doesn't fit that group. Finn's too damn good on his own. Finn's been good on his own. He doesn't need a group. And I feel like that's kind of the fucking problem. If Finn gets in the... If Finn gets the job... Like, let's say AJ Styles does come to the Judgment Day, right? Do you believe that Finn is still a leader? No. Because you'll literally be like, AJ Styles is the leader now. That makes sense. AJ is the, is the leader. Which would make sense, and and this would be a completely one three like a uh, complete one eighty from WrestleMania last year, where A Edge kind of put Damian Priest in the group. What if AJ Styles turns heel? They're still fighting with Edge. He turns heel at Judge. Uh, he turns heel at Extreme Rules, right? 
which I'm going to talk about, that match. But I think they need a leader. Judgment Day, this is kind of what I've been thinking. And it really came clear Monday that they need a fucking leader. They need a leader. That's the problem with Judgment Day. It's not that they're not good individuals and they're not good in the group. It's just they have too many fucking starts and stops. And they don't have anybody to really tell them what the fuck to do. And sometimes it works where you don't really have a leader. Like the New Day. The New Day didn't really need a leader. But if you had to say who was the leader, it was Kofi. Kofi was the veteran. Kofi had been there for a long time. He's been in the WWE system. He was the veteran. He was the leader. I think even they'll tell you. We just followed what Kofi was doing. So they had, they even had a leader. Shit. Perfect example. The bloodline. We all know Roman Reigns is the fucking quintessential leader of the fucking bloodline. That's dead. Put it in the books. It's over. Judgment Day doesn't have that. And that's kind of the problem I have with this shit. Now, if AJ Styles does become, he does get into the Judgment Day, that's great. That's awesome. But what do you do with him? Because I think he's going to be the next person that's going to go after Roman Reigns. After this Logan Paul shit. That's the next rivalry. And if that's the next rivalry, does that mean Judgment Day is about to fight the bloodline? Because we kind of saw a little bit of that Monday with AJ Styles. Where bloodlines come into Raw. Finn kind of is like, yo, if you really want to join us, I come out there and help you. So I think that can happen. I can see the Bloodline versus Judgment Day at Survivor Series in War Games. I can see it. Now, it's four on four. You got Damien. You got Finn. You will have AJ. I guess Dominic? (laughs) I guess Dominic? But that would be the person that could take the pin because you're not going to let Damien take the pin. You're not going to let Finn take the pin. And you're damn sure not going to let AJ take the pin. But you could put Dominic Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio in that in that War Games match against Sam against Solo Sakara, the Usos, and Roman. That's four four. Let it happen because that seems way more of a of a situation that could actually physically happen. And I'm with it. <laughs> I am with it. And Bloodline versus Dusa, uh, Bloodline versus Judgment Day, if AJ Styles does join, let that happen. Let that shit happen. That's a Vob series. Hell to the yeah. Let that shit happen. But it's got to have AJ Styles. And, yeah, I think Judgment Day needs AJ Styles. They have to have a leader. That's the one thing about the Judgment Day I'm starting to realize. Like, that's the problem with this team. It's not that they're not good. It's the fact that it still feels like they're pushing them to be like this dominant faction. But you lose all the fucking time. You can't be dominant and get your ass whooped every fucking match. That's weird. You get your ass whooped every fucking match because you don't really have that quintessential leader. And I think if AJ Styles becomes that, you got Finn, you got AJ, you got Damian Priest, Rhea, who is a monster in her own right, if they finally – I don't know what her, her – situation is with her health because technically people forget that she had like a, a health scare with her heart before she was supposed to fight Bianca and money in the bank, Bianca Belair and money in the bank, which I think, again, if Rhea is healthy and she is clear to fight, 
why would you not let her at least pursue the women's championship after you get done with this Bianca Bailey shit? So, yeah, but I think if AJ Styles ends up in judgment, and plus on top of that, you help dominate Mysterio because you would have somebody like an AJ Styles who is a veteran in the game who will teach this kid how to hone in whatever skills he does have and use them to his advantage. So I think that it fits him perfectly. Um, going into one faction, one faction to the other, the bloodline. Listen, I – this is the first time in a long time that we've seen the bloodline, like the, the full bloodline, Roman, Roman, Solo Sakara, the Usos, Paul Heyman, and now Sami Zayn. Uh, I have been on record and said I think Sami Zayn actually makes the bloodline better, not Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is a mouthpiece. I love Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is a motherfucking legend. Great. A, a goat. A goddamn goat. A goddamn greatest of all time of promoters. Greatest of all time shit talkers. Paul Heyman is that guy. He can get your ass in a seat. He can tell you that a motherfucking, you know, that something could, you know, he, he, Paul Heyman is just that guy. He can sell anything. And you will buy it. You will fucking buy it. I bet money you will buy it. We fucking was watching Survivor Series where Goldberg came back because Paul Hammond said that Brock Lesnar could beat Goldberg. We bought that shit. This match lasted literally a minute and 26 seconds. It is so short. You could go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> the entrance, the entrance, the beginning, and the end, and then his son getting in the ring. It's like, come on, bro. But yeah, um, um, yeah, um, but the bloodline is back. I think this, this storyline is very interesting and I was actually looking forward to Sami Zayn being on Raw, even though he had Solo Sakara, I was looking forward to it because I wanted to see if they were going to do Kevin Owens bumping into Sami Zayn. With Solo Sakara and being like, oh, you still with these these dummies? Are these assholes still? Like, you're still with them? Come on, man. Like, get out of that. But I don't think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to team up anytime soon. I think it's going to take a minute. I think they're going to build that storyline a little bit more. Um, which might lead into January, where the Royal Rumble comes into play. And, yeah, something happens where, you know, you know, Sami Zayn probably helps Kevin Owens throw somebody out, and they look at him like, what the fuck you doing? Why are you helping him throw somebody out? <laughs> like, that's stupid. And, yeah, I, I don't know. But that 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 bloodline storyline with Sami Zayn is very interesting. And it's kept it, that bloodline situation very alive. What I don't like about this, this situation is what I said earlier, Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. That is literally a Vince thing. And I can't believe Triple H is really going to let this shit happen. Um, I, people can say whatever. Uh, Crown Jewel is literally just like how many people, part, how many part-timers can you get on a card to like boost up? Because they're not even, because you got to realize WWE is not really doing the card for WWE fans. They're doing the shit for the Prince of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, the Prince of Saudi Arabia is like, yo, I want to see Brock Lesnar. I want to see Goldberg. 
you got Logan Paul, bring him too. Like it's it's yeah, this this card isn't really for like WWE fans. It's not like that. So I can't even take this this serious. I'm sorry, I just can't. I can't take this card serious. I'm gonna watch it. But am I gonna do like a preview show or a review show? No, to be honest. No, I'm not. I, I care less about it, to be honest with you. Um the problem what I have with it is, is that you put your prize possession, your prize champion, your main guy in a match against somebody that we all know he's going to beat. Now, if they shock the shit out of us and give the title to Logan Paul, which is not going to fucking happen because clearly we know Roman is pretty much walking into WrestleMania as champion. But since you did this stupid shit, we know Roman's going to beat Logan. This is this is kind of obvious. The question is, is how bad? Do you make this like somewhat of a match? Because it's not like Logan is just gonna get in the ring and get his ass whooped. Like Logan can can wrestle. He can he can. I've seen him a couple times. He can he can do some shit. But how much is Roman gonna be willing to give? And that's the, that's kind of the thing because Roman's been at the top of his game. So you're gonna let somebody that literally's had two fucking matches in WWE beat the champion who's been a champion for damn near two years in your company, like, give him at least a match when you've had real motherfucking competitors like Finn and Cesaro and Daniel Bryan and Edge and Seth. Give him Riddle. Like, you've had real motherfuckers give him real... Drew McIntyre, you're going to have a real match. If Roman don't go out there and squash Logan Paul, the shit will be so stupid. This is just me. If Roman don't go out there and literally squash Logan Paul in like five fucking minutes, it's just, you wasted our time. Like, this shit is stupid. I don't give a fuck if Logan gives him a 10-minute, 15-minute match. That shit is dumb. It shouldn't last that fucking long. Like, it should not. Like, this is literally the big, the best time to do a squash match for Roman fucking Reigns. This is it. Because... We are losing interest in him being champion. That is not a joke. That is not a lie. I know people will say, ah, oh, y'all just, no, that shit is real. People are losing interest in him being a fucking champion. A lot of people want him to lose that title as fast as they, as fast as he can. That is not a joke. That is not a joke. If you put him against Logan Paul, who's had two fucking matches, really good ones, but two fucking matches, really one match by himself. He had one match where he was in a tag team, and he had one match where he's by himself. If he's had three matches and two of those matches are by himself, one-on-ones, and the third match is against your fucking heavyweight champion, and he takes him to the limit, what the fuck are you doing? I saw a Crown Jewel pay-per-view where you put Brock Lesnar against Ricochet. Brock Lesnar squashed him in, what, like three minutes? That's what you need. You need a Roman Reigns type of squash his ass quick, get it over, get it decisive. We don't need extra shit. And I would even put, I put that at the main event, but it doesn't need it. It needs to be like Brock and Goldberg. That I got just said a moment ago. It need to be like Brock and Goldberg. Just a, a straight up clear cut definitive winner. Like, holy shit. Because if you make this a real fucking match between Logan and Roman, you think you lose an interest in Roman now. The fact of the matter is, you just let a person 
that had three matches, two of them, one-on-ones, give you a 15-minute to 20-minute match? What? And you actually had a chance to actually lose your title? What? It would that would derail WWE. I'm not even joking. That's not even a game. I'm not even playing there. I'm dead ass serious. That would fuck up WWE. You cannot do that. You cannot. I don't. I know Logan Paul is like a star and all that. You beat his ass. He's off of TV for at least January Royal Rumble. He come back in a Royal Rumble match. You need Roman to beat the living hell out of Logan Paul that night. If he does not, you fucked up his title run in one fucking night. You fucked up his title run in one fucking night. Trust me, watch. If Roman does not squash Logan Paul in that match, you fucked up his title run in one fucking night. It's crazy. You're still going to be interested in the rocking him, but the rest of those matches, fuck him. Fuck him. Because you didn't show your champion as dominant as he needs to be. And that's a match where he just had an incredible match against Drew McIntyre and he won. This is such a fucking easy layup match for Roman. You should not even have a super long match. They come out. They do their shit. Roman spears him, spears him. Superman punch, Superman punch. Chokes him out. Game over. It's over. Go back in the locker room. It's over. Cut the fucking, cut the cameras off. It's over. <laughs> like, it, it, it doesn't make, it. you should not have a long match with this. It shouldn't be that damn long. That is my take on it. Now, getting into officially what's going on. Uh, Extreme Rules, like I said, is October 8th. Uh, that's a Saturday. From Reddit, uh, will be in the hometown, the birthplace of Extreme. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you don't know that that is the birthplace of Extreme, where the fuck have you been? Um, yes, Extreme Rules. And Extreme Rules, for the first time in a long time, holy shit, is actually Extreme Rules. Who the fuck knew that? A bunch of matches have been announced. I mean, they still got a week or two, a week before this is all said and done, but it's set in stone at least. But so far, the matches are this: um, real uh, uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match. Now, again, personally, I would keep the title. On Liv Morgan. Now, here's the reason why. The reason why I say keep the title on Liv is because Ronda Rousey is your female Brock Lesnar. She doesn't always need the title. The problem with that is Brock actually made the title more. When he was there, it was a reason for why he was there. Ronda's always on the road with you. Ronda's there. Ronda's always going to be there. Brock, on the other hand would come and then leave and then come and then leave. Where for Ronda, it is very easy for you to say, well, you're just here. And I think personally, team up Ronda with Shayna Baszler and let them fight for the tag team, the women's tag team titles, that's a little different. Because that sounds like a dangerous ass duo. For me personally, I would keep the title on Liv, but they're probably going to give it up, take it off. 
take the title off her, which is the stupidest fucking thing. I don't think that's a good idea, but do what you gotta do. Uh, Bianca versus Bailey in a ladder match. This is sound. This sounds crazy as shit. Yeah, maybe because it's women, but I don't. I'm looking forward to this. I don't know truly who's gonna win, and that's the crazy part. Now, I do believe Monday night they're gonna probably announce that uh, that Damage Control, uh, Dakota Kai and EO Sky is gonna probably fight Alexa Bliss. And Oscar for the women's tag team titles also had extreme rules. Now I don't know what that's gonna be in. Uh but I think that'd be a dope title match. Um and yeah, but the, the Bailey Bianca shit, that's gonna be an interesting one. A very interesting match. I wanna see how both of those women are gonna use the ladders to their advantage and how much of the the element of a ladder match for women is gonna play out. Cause that's an interesting that's an interesting thought process to say these two women are gonna be in a ladders match. I don't think that's ever happened. I don't even think Lita and Tris ever did that before. So that's pretty damn. That's pretty dope. That's an, I think that's maybe the first time ever. They've, women have been in the money in a bank, but they've never done a ladder match with women. I don't know. I might be wrong. Somebody look that up for me and tell me in the comment section. I don't know. That might be an yeah. I don't think a, I don't think two women have ever had a ladder match at WWE. I think Lita and Trish? I don't fucking remember. Maybe Lita and Victoria? Maybe Trish and Victoria? I don't fucking know. It, was, it had to be it had to be one of them in somebody else or them together. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting fucking thing. But yeah. Um, what's another match? Um, a strap match between Drew and Karrion Cross. Now this sounds <laughs> This, 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 um, uh, this robbery's kind of gotten stale. Yeah, it's kind of stale. And I explain why. Because does the, uh, Karrion Cross needs Drew. Drew doesn't need Karrion Cross, and I kind of feel that way. Karrion Cross needs Drew. And I feel like if Karrion Cross doesn't win this match, the whole stalking Drew shit was for not. And it's stupid. Yeah, Karen Cross needs Drew. Drew doesn't need Karen Cross. And that is kind of why I feel like this this match has kind of lost its luster a little bit. Um, because you're now starting to really see it. Um what's another match on the card that has already been announced? Uh, oh shit. Uh Oh, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Now, anytime these two men, uh, Seth Rollins is one of my favorite wrestlers. Matt Riddle is one of my favorite wrestlers that was in NXT. And, you know, for the last couple of years, he's kind of fonder. But last year, getting with Randy Orton, really finding his place in that, that, that situation, big. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking to myself, Damn. Damn. Uh, what are they fighting in? Like a, a, a moss pit match or some shit? A fight pit match or some shit like that? Where I think it's going to be like uh, how Raw was when it was like the underground Raw or some shit. And if that's the case, that might be dope. I remember being a kid. 
Fully Loaded pay-per-view. If you young, you too young to remember, Fully Loaded. So it was a pay-per-view WWE used to do. One of the best Fully Loaded, by the way, I've ever seen in my life. And it was a, a, a Dungeon Heart family match. And I want to say, I think it was Orn Heart. And Ken Shamrock or some shit. And it was like 19. It was somebody. It was, I think it might have been like 1996, 97. But they had this match at the at the dungeon at the legendary Heart Foundation dungeon. And they had this match literally in the foundation. And I think it was Ken Shanrock. It might have been Steve Blackman. It was somebody in Orrin Hart, I think. And they beat the shit out of each other. That was the best match I've ever seen that wasn't in the wrestling ring. They beat the living hell out of each other. And I think that's kind of what this is going to kind of be. And if so, it's kind of like mixed with Raw Underground, mixed with that. If that's the case between Seth and Matt Riddle, sign me the fuck up because I want to see that shit. I got to see that shit immediately. Uh, that will be a dope-ass fucking match. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, that might be all the matches for Extreme Rules so far. All in all, man, I think Extreme Rules is going to be um, extreme. <laughs> I think Extreme Rules is going to be extreme. Um, and that's a good thing. I think you need, for the first time in a long time, this feels like an extreme pay-per-view. It feels like an extreme rules pay-per-view. You got real stipulations for these matches. And I think it's going to be dope. I think it's going to be a dope, dope-ass pay-per-view. Now, like I said, I'll be back to do the full review of the paper of that pay-per-view. Um, uh, but until then, Hope you guys enjoyed this, and I'll see you guys soon. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I'm Brandon Janu. Peace.